0: Have you found yourself going throughout the week needing your faith strengthened? Hi, I'm Carissa. Welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited you're here. Join me as we search through biblical truths that gives us the tools to make it every day and not just on Sunday. opportunity came because I've been in a place of intercession. This opportunity came because I've chose to seek God in a different manner. I'm not praying routine prayers. I'm not praying just random things. And, and yes, I'm speaking the word of God and, and, but I'm not just praying those things. I'm praying the Lord convicted me about just praying routine prayers that we hear here and there. He began to convict me about, pray by my spirit. Let my spirit lead you in a place of prayer. That you can encounter heaven on earth through your prayers. So I've been in a place of prayer in in doing so, um, one one Sunday morning, that Sister Terry was filling in for your class. Well, I think he was in Florida doing something. I don't know what he was uh, enjoying the sun over there. <laughs> but Sister Terry was filling in, and it wasn't nothing she was saying, but the Holy Spirit convicted me to get on intercessory prayer, uh, not to be, a, not to pray necessarily, but <laughs> just to be a part. Even though I was doing something at home on my own, I just. The spirit of the Lord was drawing me. I said, okay, God. So um, every night I have been able to since then, I've been on there. And, of course, Sister Terry, she must see something in the spirit she's been calling on me. I don't know. Um, As a a part of, of something, as a part of the body of Christ, coming together and just saying, we want more. And so, um, so we've been doing that. So Sunday night, there was just a handful of us, and I know it's getting summertime and everybody has plans, but I do urge you to start coming, if you can, on that monthly prayer meeting. If you can, if it's, I know 830, it doesn't work out on nights of our calls, but if you can come, come. If you can call, call. Because a hunger rose up inside of me that shifted the atmosphere from my life. That, yes, I've been doing things according to what I believe is right, but there had to be a shift to take place on the inside of me. And therefore, Sunday night, um, I'll go back, um, we was, we were, the end of March, we were fixing, my mother-in-law and Megan and I, we were fixing to leave to do a, a women's meeting out of town Of music, ministering music, and that morning, it was like seven o'clock in the morning, and I was just, I went to Meijer, because I had to get a couple last minute things on the way to their house, and nobody's in Meijer, except for people stocking shelves, and I had a handful of stuff, and I'm walking, and I heard the Spirit of the Lord say to me, Zerubbabel, Zerubbabel, and I busted out laughing. I'm like, I've not heard nobody talk about Zerubbabel as of late. For this to be in my mind, you, I know it's in the Bible, but I couldn't recall in that moment the story of Zerubbabel. And I heard it like so audibly about three times. And I really, I'm carrying this stuff in my and I'm busting out laughing like Zerubbabel. I'm saying to myself, like, that's just a funny name, Zerubbabel, Zerubbabel. And uh, we get into the car on, the, on our way. And I was up front with my mother-in-law, Loretta. And uh, I said to her, I said, I know God spoke to me. Zerubbabel clear as day I know he did I know that was God's voice because I was I was thinking let's get this stuff get on the road let's go we got we got somewhere to be you know you're not thinking of Zerubbabel in that moment (laughs) you know your your mind is so far not on that and we got in the car and we begin to read the story and I'm like okay God I know that there's something there but I don't understand what you're speaking to me like it's it's a beautiful story it's, I know it's good, I know you're trying to say something to me, but I, I couldn't understand the depth of what he was talking about until we came Sunday night. And this has been since in the end of March, I've been sitting on it, just waiting for somebody to say Zerubbabel, waiting for somebody to trigger what God is, was showing me. And um, nothing, it was like crickets. I'm like, okay, God, you know. And uh, so Sunday night, it was just a few of us, and that's okay, because we called down heaven with just two or more gathered together in his name. He showed up. He was there. And uh, my brother-in-law, Isaac Jr., he, he began to um, intercede. And in the middle of his intercession, he said about Zerubbabel and rebuilding the temple. And on my jaw, I'm sitting back here about where you were, Marilyn, and, and I, my jaw just dropped. I was like, okay. All right, where is he going with this? And I'm just listening to him. And then um, the Spirit of the Lord was just all over me, stirring me. And Sister Terry, at the end, she said, uh, do you have something to say, Carissa? And I said, yeah, I do. <laughs> and I began to share what the Lord had was showing me. And uh, she come to me after the service. I was closed out and said, I believe that the Lord was, um, has a word for us. If you would do this Wednesday night, I said, well, let me get back with you um, tomorrow. That was Monday. And see. So I woke up Monday, and I just felt so stirred in my spirit to release this. Um, if I've ever been so sure of something in my life. I don't stand up here because because uh, she asked me out of her flesh. But this was according to the Spirit of God. So when I say this, when I, I pray that I can... To, can, can make sense to you what the Lord has made sense to me And I pray that you will give ear to hear what the Spirit is saying in your life It is not intercession if you've never been in a place of it, it It's still for you no matter where you're at in your life It's still for you to come into a place um, where the Spirit is leading you and guiding you Amen So that was, that's how I'm here And uh, here I am. So let's begin. So as we start, um, just to kind of, we're going to start in Ezra 1, but just to kind of give a a back story of where we are. Um, It's where King Nebuchadnezzar had destroyed Jerusalem and destroyed the temple, King Solomon's temple, and it was beautiful. It was lovely, and and, um, he came and destroyed the temple, and he killed many that was in his path. Along the way. And he, he burnt fire to it. And um, those that remained. Was brought into captivity. Um, they were brought into captivity. Into Babylon. And they served for a period of 70 years. And I, I stopped. And I'm like. Well God. Why, why was your people taken into captivity? And at the, I didn't give her the scripture. But at the end of Chronicles. It talked about. That, that to, they, were, they were taken. Some were carried away to fulfill the word of the Lord by the mouth of Jeremiah until the land had enjoyed her Sabbath. And as long as she lay desolate, the land was to keep her Sabbath to fulfill 70 years. And in a commentary I was reading, I I was like, what does this mean? You know, what does this make sense of this? And in, in the law of Moses, every seventh year that they were, to call it a year of rest, that they couldn't sow the field, they couldn't prune the vineyard. It was called a Sabbath year of rest unto the Lord. But Israel ignored the law of God. Israel began to do something and just they just ignored the year of Sabbath, supposedly, you know, that's the word of God, And uh, yeah, over 70 years. And when you take 70 years and you, and you times it by that seven, that's got to be about 490 years that they walked in disobedience. And so here they are, they're finding themselves conquered by the enemy. They're finding themselves in a place of captivity. They're finding themselves in a place that everything they had worked for, the beauty of their city was destroyed, and they were brought into a place of captivity. Hmm how many knows that if we don't walk into obedience, the next generation is going to be brought and born into a place of captivity. If we don't step forth and, and say, when God says move, if we don't move our, our children are going to be born into a place of captivity. And as we, I, as I see, as we, as I looked up the names of it literally means, uh, unto Babylon, I believe is what it means. And, um, that means that he had to have been born into captivity, okay, so as we go on to um, Ezra in chapter one and verse one, it says, now the first year of Cyrus, king of Persia, that the word of the Lord might, that, that the word of the Lord by the mouth of Jeremiah might be fulfilled. The Lord stirred up the spirit of Cyrus, king of Persia, so that he made a proclamation throughout his kingdom. And he also put it in writing saying, thus says King Cyrus, king of Persia, all the kings of the earth, the Lord God of heaven has given me and he has commanded me to build him a house at Jerusalem, which is in Judah. Who is among you of all his people? Who is among you, Lexington Road, is of his people? Who will stand and hear this proclamation that the Lord has given you, an assignment on your life? Who is among you, Lexington Road? Who is among you, people of God, who will stand up and hear the proclamation of the Lord, of God's will over your life? May God, in verse 3, and it says, may God be with him. And let him go up to Jerusalem, which is in Judah, and build the house of the Lord God of Israel. He is God, which is in Jerusalem. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. The Spirit of the Lord stirred the king after they served their 70 years of captivity because of their disobedience, the spirit, the new king came in and he got stirred in his spirit. And he made a proclamation and he put it in a writing saying, go build, go and rebuild, replenish, rebuild. Can you imagine if he would have ignored the spirit of God stirring Sometimes we want to say, God, I just want to hear your voice. But sometimes it's in the depths of of our soul, in the depths of our stomach, of rivers of living water that's stirring, that's flowing. And if we ignore it, we're walking in disobedience. Imagine if that king would have been disobedient and he wouldn't have put out that proclamation. Where would the people of God be today? As they returned to Jerusalem... They began to gather together in a place. They built the altar where the, um, the temple was to be built, making sacrifices to God according to the law of Moses. And, and, and they begin to, to um, worship. They begin to get their hearts right from their sins. And uh, I'm, I've got to skip through because there's a lot. If you want to go back and read it like tonight or tomorrow, go for it. Because we've got a lot we're getting to here. In a short amount of time. So in Ezra chapter 3 verse 8. The restoration of the temple begins. Now in the second month of the second year of the coming of the house of God at Jerusalem. Zerubbabel and the son. I don't know how to say these words. jeshua um, the son of Jehoshadak. And the rest of their brethren, the priests and the Levites and those who came out of captivity to Jerusalem began to work and appointed the Levites from 20 years old and above to oversee the work of the house of the Lord. And Yeshua and his sons and brothers and all their sons and they came and they arose as one to oversee those working on the house of God. And they all came together in verse 10, and it says, And when the builders laid the foundation of the temple of the Lord, the priests stood in their apparel with trumpets and the Levites, the son of aspha and the cymbals, with cymbals, to praise the Lord according to the ordinance of David, king of Israel. And they sang responsively, praising and giving thanks to the Lord, for he is good, and his mercy endureth forever towards Israel. Hallelujah. Then the people shouted with a great shout, and they when they praised the Lord, They praise the Lord because the foundation of the Lord of the house of the Lord was laid hallelujah the foundation of the house of the Lord was laid can you imagine being born into captivity and only hearing of the greatness of King Solomon's temple and only hearing of former things and coming into a place where a king has made a decree and he's told you he's given you permission of the land to go and to captivate and to rebuild what may seem desolate what may seem dark what may seem depressing but go and rebuild unto the Lord and make it a house of the Lord so they had reason to rejoice they had only heard of such greatness they had only heard of things of former when they were seeing it poured out and betrayed before their eyes they had permission and they were had such reason to get up and shout they had such reason to blow trumpets they had such reason to to clang symbols unto God and to pray Praise him. They had reason. Do you believe that? They had reason to praise God. Do you got reason to praise God tonight? Has he been good to you? Has he been good to you? Hallelujah. Oh, but in verse 12, it says, but many of the priests and the Levites and the heads of the father's house, old men, had laid, old men who had seen the first temple, wept out loud with a voice when the foundation of his temple was laid before their eyes. Yet many shouted aloud for joy so that the people could not discern the noise from a shout of joy from the, from the noise of weeping of the people. For the people shouted with a loud shout, and the sound was heard from afar off. How many knows that the enemy would love to steal your shout? to tell you you don't gotta shout to praise God you don't gotta shout to praise God I rebuke that lie of the enemy today I understand that people might come and they may have a different type of worship but when the Holy Ghost gets inside of you you just want to say yes to him you want to get up and say yes to him hallelujah hallelujah for the greatness he has done for what he has brought us out of you just want to shout unto him oh when he gets inside of you so when somebody tells you not to shout say in the name of Jesus I'm gonna shout I'm gonna shout I'm gonna shout hallelujah oh don't steal my shout today devil don't steal it from me because I got a reason to praise him he's brought me out of depression he's brought me out of things that the enemy would try to put over my life I got a reason to shout tonight amen 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 but can you imagine the place of these people coming into God and, and and just shouting a shout of what God has done hallelujah and then you look over to your brother over here and he's weeping so loud that people from afar off don't even know what's happening and it's causing confusion in the camp it's called and you're over here praising God and you're wondering well why is why is this one over here crying why is this happening why is there confusion in the camp why are they looking to things that used to be why are they got their mind they got their eyes on things that once was yes we had a good time in the spirit years ago yes we've had Holy Ghost meetings long ago in God's spirit mood but I'm here to declare to you that God is wanting to pour out his spirit God is wanting to do something new on the inside of I declare God is wanting to do a new thing on the inside of you and he's wanting to do a new thing on the inside of me and if we look to the former if we keep our eyes on what what then we're gonna miss what God is doing in the now we're gonna miss that God pours out his spirit when God pours out his glory upon this house we will let it pass us by if we don't get a hold of him if we don't get our eyes set to where it needs to be amen amen oh God we got to ask God to remove our blinders so we can see what he's doing in the spirit. God, remove our blinders, God. God, we want to see what you're doing in the spirit. Oh, he's moving. He's moving even now. He's speaking even now. But we're not positioning ourselves to hear what he's saying because we've lost our intercession. We've lost our shout. We've lost our praise to him. Let's not miss it, church. I don't want to miss his glory. I told you I got determined this year to see his glory. I got determined this year to be a different Carissa. I got determined. And though I may fall short, I I pick myself back up and say, God, I don't want to miss it. I don't want my flesh to hinder what you're doing. I want to position myself to see what you're doing in the spirit. So in Ezra chapter 4, verse 1. Now when the adversaries of Judah and Benjamin heard the descendants of the, low, of the captivity were building the temple of the Lord God of Israel, they came to Zerubbabel and the heads of the father's house and said to them, let us build with you, for we seek your God as you do. And we've sacrificed to him since the days of, of our king who brought us here. But but Zerubbabel and Jeshua, some translations read Joshua, and the rest of the heads of the father's house of Israel said to them, you may do nothing with us to build a house for our God, but we alone will build the the Lord. But we, mm, I'm sorry, but we... Alone will build to the Lord God of Israel as King Cyrus, the king of Persia, has commanded us to. And in verse 4, it says, Then the people of the land tried to discourage them, the people of Judah, and they troubled them in building. <laughs> in verse 5, it says, And they hired counselors against them to frustrate their purpose. In the days of Cyrus, the king of Persia, until the reign of Darius, king of Persia, I feel like the enemy has put an assignment to attack and frustrate our purpose. There's been things that we are doing. We're coming into God's house, and I'm not saying that's wrong, it's right. Come to God's house. Come, even when you don't feel like it, when you're tired in your body, you come. Who's here tonight is those that come. You guys are hungry. You're here on a Wednesday night. And I can say because you're hungry for God. But there's more. There's a stirring that's taking place. And the enemy would try. Sister Marilyn. He would try to frustrate your purpose. But I declare over you a renewal tonight in your spirit, a stirring in your spirit to wake, to wake you, a great and mighty woman of God. And no longer can the enemy frustrate your purpose tonight. So now we got this. We have discord in the camp. Those that are weeping. And those that are shouting and it's caused confusion in such a great way that it's went out to the lane and people just hear noise and they can't distinguish if it's joy or if it's sadness. How bad were they crying? How bad were their weeping that they could not distinguish over top of trumpets? Not only are God's people in a disagreement of what church should look like, But now we have adversaries, Satan, trying to hinder the rebuilding of the temple. We have people who who were in the land who were hired to frustrate and to cause confusion and cause them to take their eyes off of what God gave them. And when it, when it started, they had vision. They had plans and they were going somewhere. How many of us has plans and vision and we think we're going somewhere? And the enemy tries to come and he tries to derail us from what our plan is and from what our purpose is and from what God has uh, uh, decreed over our life, our plan. So many times we we give too much attention to the derailing of the adversaries to the derailing of the disagreements the enemy has come to disrupt but we are not going to take it no longer are we we're gonna rise up in our most holy faith amen and on down in chapter 4 we see there was a new king in charge so so they thought that you know okay let's let's just write a letter to him let's see For time's sake, I'm going to just kind of go through this real quick. And they wrote a letter to the king, and it was based on lies, and they were trying to stop playing because here they was rebuilding. They were building this, and and they were trying to stop the decree because Cyrus wasn't king no more. And uh, they were trying to stop it, so we got playing. So I read that in in a commentary somewhere that um, Satan was coming at Zerubbabel because he was trying to dilute the Jewish people and cause an intermarriage with some Samaritans, causing it to destroy the pure bloodline through which the Messiah must come. Those was trying to come and help them build the temple. But Zerubbabel said, no, it's just going to be us. No, not today. So not only was Satan trying to attack God's people, he was trying to attack God's house. He was trying to attack God's plan and he was trying to attack the worship of God by stopping the temple from being built. He was trying to attack the pure bloodline of Jesus. He was doing everything that he could throw at them to stop the God's plan and doesn't that seem like something today that the enemy would try to do in our congregations across this nation is to try to stop the plan of god to try to stop his glory in the temple from trying to stop his plan and he was try- he would try to attack the very thing that would bring us forth the messiah so now we're sitting on a stop work order because the king wrote back and said okay they got to stop what they're doing because he fed into their lives so now they got a stop work order from the king and they felt discouraged and frustrated and they didn't know what to do. They allowed time to pass by. They became more concerned with building their own homes than building the house of God. Hmm. That's scary. God, convict us, God. If we've become more Concern with building our own places and our own our own lives and our own houses, and we've not been concerned about your house. we've not been concerned about your temple God I repent god I've been guilty and in Ezra chapter five. Oh, the spirit of the Lord was breathed by the prophet. Hallelujah! What seemed dead, what seemed unto, what seemed discouraged, what seemed no longer—the spirit of the Lord sent a prophet to encourage, to edify, to lift up, to say, "Get up, rebuild." And in verse. One of chapter 5 it says then the prophet Haggai came to Zechariah and the son of Ido, know I do whatever you want to say the prophets they prophesied to the Jews who were in Judah and Jerusalem in the name of God in the name of the God of Israel who was over them so Zerubbabel and Yeshua rose up hallelujah they rose up are you going to rise up By his spirit, they rose up, and they began to build the house of God, which is in Jerusalem. And the prophets of God were there helping them. Amen? Mm. Oh, the spirit of God breathed upon them by the prophets. The prophets spoke life into the dead situation by the spirit of God, causing their leaders to wake up out of sleep. They rose up according to the Spirit of God and began to pick up where they left off. Hallelujah. See, the foundation had been laid, but they let it lay dormant and desolate because of their discouragement. The prophets came by and spoke life to them, to edify them, to encourage them. And when they gave up on God's plan, God sent someone to speak by the Spirit to speak by his spirit we're too afraid in this in this day and hour to speak by his spirit because we are scared of what somebody's gonna say about us god i repent for not speaking by your spirit oh not according to carissa's thoughts not according to my flesh but according to your spirit i believe that when a prophet is in a place and they're in under an assignment by god and of intercession and they're in a place where they're 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 in the place of God's glory in such a manner we better stop and take heed so they rose up and began to build according to the Spirit of God they did not concern themselves with the discord among them they did not concern themselves with their stop-work order on the temple But their concern was now what the Spirit of God spoke, what the Spirit of God spoke life into, what the Spirit of God said, and it was to rebuild. They set their eyes on what God told them to do and they kept their eyes on his truth and they begin to move and they begin to operate by the spirit of God, not allowing any more traps to hinder them. Hallelujah. When are we gonna come into a place where we're not gonna allow the trap of the enemy to hinder what his purpose is over our lives, to hinder what his plan is over our churches, to hinder his glory from coming? When are we gonna stop falling into the trap of the enemy come on aren't we into a place where God is calling us into a place of spiritual maturity the church has been around thousands of years and we're not babies anymore we might have another generation but we got to rise up from the enemy's plans and we got to say no longer will I listen to the lies no longer will I be held a captive no longer will I be born into a place of captivity And on down in chapter five, now here they are. They heard the word of the Lord, and they're playing, they're rebuilding because the Spirit of God told them, Hallelujah. And on down in chapter five, here comes the governor of the land, who gave you permission to rebuild. Who gave you that permission? They just kept on a building. They's ignoring them. We're just gonna ignore you. We're gonna keep on a building. Amen. Hmm. But then they wrote a letter to the king. This, they got a new king now. They got a King Darius. <laughs> king Darius. They got a new king now. And they wrote him a letter. And in this letter, they said to King Darius, we asked them, who gave you permission to rebuild? And they said, and in this letter, they said, The response of the Israelites, the response of God's people was, we are the servants of the God of heaven and earth. Hmm. Is there anybody in here today that would stand up in the face of your adversaries? That would stand up? in the place of what the enemy would torment you with and say, we are the servants of the God of heaven and earth. We are the servants of the God of heaven and earth. Would you stand and declare that today? We are the servants of God of heaven and earth. Oh, last week, Matt and I found ourselves in a place where we were walking in obedience. We, 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 the Lord told us to do something, and we did it. And we was on this spiritual high. <laughs> it's like, Lord, we heard your voice, and we listened. Hallelujah. We heard your voice, God, and we know it was you. And we're, we're operating in that, praise God, you know. But the next day, I woke up. And I found myself into a place of prayer. I said, "Matt," before he left to work. I looked at him. I said, "I need you, not that you don't already, but I'm, I'm I feel this so strong in my spirit to just be in a place of prayer today." And I didn't know what was going to fall upon my ears. That wasn't meant for me to hear. Oh, isn't that how the enemy works? It wasn't meant for us to know. It wasn't meant. But it came. And it devastated. And it hurt. It hurt. Hurts come. And I just cried out to God. I said, God. I don't know if I can handle this. I don't know if I can handle this anymore. It hurt. But I rose up and I recognized what the enemy would try to do in our home as we've come into a place of intercession, as we've come into a place where we are no longer, we're sick of the same old, we're sick of the routine. We want our God's spirit in our home in such a way that when we wake up, we don't want it to look like a routine. We want it to flow according to his spirit. So I rose up after much discussion with Matt, (laughs) much, why, why would I do this? (laughs) You know, much aggravation. I was reminded the spirit of the Lord woke you up to pray. The spirit of the Lord, he stirred your spirit. You woke up with that stirring of the spirit. So we rose up out of that discouragement. We had to. We had no choice. We had to rise up out of that discouragement of what wasn't meant for us. But the enemy meant it for us. Because I'm telling you, if I would have fed into that, if I would have fed into those things, there is no way I would have been in intercessory prayer. There is no way I would be standing on this pulpit if I had to give room for the enemy to torment me. I had to rise up out of that. I'm telling you, if we are asking God for big things, we better understand the assignment of the Most High God. We better understand that we have to come before him and say, God we want your presence in our lives we want to be stirred I had to get up get up get up I had to get up I had to get up and say no no longer we're servants we are the servants of the most high God we're the most servants we're the servants of the God of heaven and earth I had to get up out of it oh is there anybody in here who would rise up and face the spirit of confusion that would try to overtake you and the spirit of discouragement that would try to overtake you of this situation ain't working out oh my kids aren't doing this oh that I don't, I don't like how is. this is over here would you rise up today and say not today that might be the situation but I'm not gonna let my spirit man get discouraged no longer not today Satan not today not tomorrow not ever will I allow spirit? spirit of Satan to conquer my thoughts, to conquer me any longer. Is there anybody in here that would rise up out of the ashes and say, we are the servants of the God of heaven and earth. We are the servants of the God of heaven and earth. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Because they chose to take their stance and to not be shaken. It was brought before the king's attention. And not only did they have the support of King Darius, but they found favor in his sight. When King Darius responded, not only did he give them permission, but he helped them pay to rebuild the temple. Amen. Oh God, he's going to send reinforcements your way. He's sending reinforcements to Lexington Road, Church of God. He's sending reinforcements to this nation as we surrender as we get sick of being discouraged as we rise up and say we you me we are the servants of the God of heaven and earth we're not alone in this today oh God is with us today amen he is with us he is with us he is with us hallelujah hallelujah no man it will stop God's plan no man oh we 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 might get in the way. We might get discouraged. We might cause a delay of his glory. We might cause a delay of his glory because of our own discouragement. We go through seasons of disobedience, but when God sends a prophet of the Lord to stir up the spirit within you, you better get up and say yes to God or his glory is going to pass you by. We don't want his glory and his promises to pass us by. And I don't want to be delayed no longer. I've delayed it long enough in my life. I'm sick of the delay. I'm sick of saying, oh, when it comes. His glory wants to be poured out upon you now. It is His will for us to operate into things and giftings of His Spirit that we have not operated in. It is the will of God over our lives to operate that heaven would meet earth. That we would operate and, oh, I want to be heavenly minded, so I do this earth some good. I want to be heavenly minded because there's too many people that don't, They don't have the mind of heaven in this place, in this, in this, not this place, but in this nation. Maybe in this place. I didn't mean to say that, but who knows? As I was a young child in elementary school, I'm trying to wrap this up, Sister Terry, but oh, good Lord. I feel the Lord. I'm trying. As I was a young child in school, I didn't do good in school. I failed in elementary. How can you fail elementary? But I did. And I would have these tutors come, and nobody understood what was wrong with me, and I didn't understand. I'm like, I don't get it, you know, until I got tested, and they said, oh, you got dyslexia. Okay, now we got a name to it. So mom uh, began to take me to these schools, and, and um, they would teach me how, oh, you have to learn like this. Well, thank God it worked. And I graduated high school with the AB honor rope. That's a testimony in itself because... I'm telling you it was, seemed hopeless, <laughs> not that I was stupid, I just didn't understand what they were saying to me, and so many times I would read the Word of God and i and I would just not understand it. I would just literally read it, and it's like looking at a rock, okay what i I can understand it if if one of you all will teach it to me. But for me to get into my word and to crack it open and to understand it, I, I, for many years I felt so discouraged, so beat down that I couldn't understand what was happening. But I'm telling you, when the spirit of intercession and the spirit of the Lord rises up within you, and you come into a place where you change your positioning and you get sick of being discouraged. You will be sick and tired of Satan discouraging your destiny. So many times I have been spoken over my life, you will declare the word of the Lord. I said, well, God, I don't understand it. You're going to have to teach it to me or I'll declare it. But I don't understand it. And so many times the enemy would try to bog my mind down. But I'm... I'm here today to say no longer, Satan, will he devour my destiny. No longer will he disappoint my destiny. No longer will he discourage my destiny. Amen. And there's some things that I believe that the enemy would try to torment you with. And things that little things that you've not spoken out that, that held you back. If somebody would just ask me, I would do it. Just like the Spirit of the Lord called this to be right now. If you will get into a prayer closet in a positioning of prayer and a positioning of intercession and you might not even understand it but if you say God show me. God show me. Then God will begin to walk with you and he will begin to talk with you and his spirit will lead you and his spirit will guide you and you're going to get up and you're going to say I'm not discouraged not today because we are the service of the God of heaven and earth. I declare that over my house. I I declare that over your house. I declare that over Pastor Bill and Lisa's house. I declare that over Josh and Holly's house. I declare that over Lexington Road. That we are the servants of the God of the heaven and earth. I declare that over our homes. No longer will we be discouraged. No longer in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. You got to get up and you got to make a declaration into the atmosphere. You got to take your stance and you got to change your attitude on how you see things. Oh, we got an attitude problem in the church today. We think it should be like this, but God says by my spirit you won't have that attitude. Straighten it up. I never understood in my life. I heard it my whole life. Don't say that. There's life and death in the power of your tongue. <laughs> I've never understood there is life and death in the power of your tongue. If you will get up and you speak to that place of discouragement, you speak to that desolate situation, you speak to yourself to rise up, to get up, to get up, to rebuild in the spirit what the Lord has you to rebuild and say no longer, let's not get in the way of the spirit of God. And I got to go, I know we're closing, but I got to go to Haggai as we close in chapter 2. I got to hear what the word, what that prophecy was unto Zerubbabel to get up and to encourage him. I want to hear what that was. And in Haggai chapter 2 verse 1, the coming of the, glory of, the, ha- of the coming glory of God's house. And it says in verse 1, in the seventh month and in the 21st On the 21st month of the month, hallelujah, the word of the Lord came by Haggai the prophet saying, speak now to Zerubbabel, the governor of Judah, and to Joshua the high priest, and to the remnant of people saying, who is left among you who saw this temple in its former glory? How do you see it now? Let this speak for itself. In comparison with it, is it not in your eyes as nothing? <laughs> Yet now be strong, Zerubbabel, says the Lord. Be strong, Joshua the high priest. Be strong, all you people of the land, says the Lord. Be strong, Lexington Road, says the Lord. Be strong in the name of Jesus and work. We want to be strong, but we don't want to work. It's a process. Be strong and work. For I am with you, says the Lord of hosts. According to the word that I have covenanted with you and when you came out of Egypt, so my spirit remains among you. Do not fear. For thus says the Lord of hosts once more, it is a little while i will shake heaven and earth the sea and dry land i will shake nations and they will and they shall come to the desire of all nations and i will fill this temple with glory says the lord of hosts the silver is mine the gold is mine says Lord of hosts. The glory, I prophesy this in the name of Jesus, the glory of this latter temple shall be greater than the former, says the Lord of hosts. And in this place, I will give peace, says the Lord of hosts. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody praise him in this place. Come on, stand on your feet if you're able as we, as we come into a place of closing. Do we compare what was and what, God, and what God is doing now is nothing? Be strong, be encouraged. Come on, continue on, pick up your head and work for God is with you. My spirit remains among you. Do not fear. There is coming a time where God will shake whatever needs to be shaken. But I declare in this house, his glory will fill this temple. Silver is gold. Silver and gold is the Lord's. But the glory of God will be greater than the former in this place, says the Lord of hosts. No longer will we be discouraged. We are the servants of the God of heaven and earth. We're changing our stance. Come on, I charge you tonight to change your stance. We're pressing forth. We're pressing on through the plots that the enemy has assigned against us. We're rising up out of the ashes, out of the rubble. We're encouraged in the face of our adversaries because we know we're doing something right. (laughs) Knowing we're doing kingdom work on this earth. And as the Spirit of the Lord in Zechariah in 4 and 6, and it says, Not by might, not by power, but by my Spirit, says the Lord. We have to have His Spirit. If you're not asking God to operate through you and in you through His Spirit, then you have nothing but a, yes, okay, here I come to church, but I'm sick of that. If you don't have his spirit, how can you talk to those desolate situations that seem lifeless and without his spirit? I got to have his spirit to press on. I can't make it another day without his spirit. And in 1 Thessalonians uh, in 5, 16, I know I got you standing, but bear with me. 16 through 22, I, when I read this, I thought, I've read this a thousand times. And when I read this, I thought, hmm, Each each one of these, each one of these little things, it's got its own verse. That shows the importance to me of what each one means individually. And in 16, it says, rejoice always, always rejoice. Pray without ceasing and everything give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Do not quench his spirit. Do not despise prophecies. Test all things. Hold fast to what is good and abstain from every form of evil let's not quench his spirit we got work to do we got work to do in the spirit we might have a beautiful building and another beautiful building of things that's supposed to be happening but if we're not building up in the spirit and we're not coming to God in intercession and we're not seeking God in the spirit and we're not building that up then what are we doing it for oh come on church Oh, what the enemy brought to weaken our church, we declare no longer will we give room for it. Be strong, Lexington Road, be strong. Listen to what the Spirit is saying. Do not be afraid. Jump in because the glory of God that's coming is even greater than the latter. He's calling us. He's calling us into a deeper intercession. He's calling us to operate in the gifts that he has given us. He's given us gifts that we have not even tapped into yet because we're scared. Do not be afraid for he is with you and you are not alone. He's calling us to walk out of the dark. Oh God. Oh, he Oh, Jesus, deal with us, Spirit of God. Deal with us, Spirit of God. Spirit of God, dwell here amongst us tonight. I feel your presence, God. I feel a stirring, stirring. I feel an awakening from within the spirit of the people in this house. I feel gifts of the Spirit stirring within you. If you feel that stirring tonight, oh, just come. Just come and pray at these altars and say, God, stir me. God, stir me tonight. By your Spirit, God, stir me. As you stirred King Cyrus, God, as you stirred him and he obeyed, he made a plot proclamation, and he wrote it plain, and he said, rebuild. God, we make a proclamation, and we're going to write it and write it tonight, God. We're going to rebuild your spirit, God. We're going to rebuild. God, we repent for quenching your spirit, God. We repent for not operating in the gifts that you would have for us, God. God, we recognize you as King God. We recognize there's so much more you're wanting to do in us and through us and around us and about us. Holy Spirit, we need you. We need your spirit. Oh, Jesus, come on. Go ahead. Hallelujah.